I am the doctor, this is my section. Earth is under my protection. Planet of birth is Gallifrey. I've got two hearts, your life is safe. Run into the master raw messy. Come on, Alonzo. Alonzi. I am a time lord. No, I'm not rich. Twelve bodies are men. Now it's time for a switch. Don't look like that. I'm in great health. You were expecting someone else. Regeneration. Oh, such fun. When I say run, run, run. What's up, my boy? Peace and sanity. Sorry, mustache. Reverse the Polarity. Sometimes I'm north, but always a limey, wibbly, wobbly, timey, wimey. Jump in the TARDIS, go for a ride, it's bigger on the inside. Exploring all of time and space, oh, what's that? Exterminate. Cyberman or Daleks, maybe? Would you like a jelly baby? Time's ticking, we'd best go, a new adventure, Geronimo! I am fantastic, so are you, best come with me, I'm Doctor Who. Yeah, 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 get on with it. Welcome to a brand new episode of D4WH. I am your host. I keep imagining that I'm someone else. I'm Adam <laughs> O'Sullivan, joined as always by my co-host. It's Sunday, June 27th, and you're completely human. As human as they come, it's Nakia Schutz. Oh, yes, I am so human. All the foibles that come with humanity. The most human human I've ever humaned. I know, and such a pretty human. <laughs> such a pretty human. Yes, David Tennant is. Mm, <laughs> he is. Actually, he's a bit of a useless human, but we'll move on. Please welcome our guest, Activate the Soldiers. It's improviser Ryan Goodwin. Hey, 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 hey. hey. I'm a soldier and not a human. Yes. <laughs> You're a scarecrow. I'm a scarecrow. <laughs> They're great. I feel. I love them. They're yeah. so camp. Yeah. They are classic Doctor Who from the old series. I love them, love them, love uh, them. They're literally in this episode because Russell T. Davies was like, chuck a monster in. Yeah. I <laughs> I still think, uh, I know that I've read reviews have said, oh, you know, they're a bit camp and they're this and that, and they are, but they still scared me when yeah. they first started moving and I'm like, Ew. I think I think you kind of need the fodder army that, that fights, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do, because it's quite dark this episode. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. Also, Camp, have they watched any of the classic episodes? Because yeah. they are, we were just, <laughs> we literally were talking in the car about it, about how they are ridiculous. Yes, yes. Pink clams yes. that uh, eat your foot but don't move. Mm, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, bubble wrap, condoms with stuff in them that were supposed to be the maggots. So, yes, camp What? Camp. Condoms yeah. with stuff in it? In the Green Death, yes, right. with uh, John Pertwee and uh, Joe Grant was the – so what's Joe Grant's name again? Kathy, Katie Manning. Katie Manning, yeah. So, yeah, so yes. basically they would just use whatever was ha- whatever was hanging around and they were yeah. like, well, fill that with something and make it look, mm. you know. They had one monster come out that basically looked like a penis and the, and, a, and the director was like, put a fucking cape on it, please. <laughs> And the best thing is it was an Australian director. <laughs> he said it looks like a penis. It's t- entirely possible. He, he was like, bugger me, put a fucking cape on that thing. You guys have given me ideas about what I might do tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, put a cape on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you like it, then you should have put a cape on it. If you like it, then you should have put a cape on it. Fucking hell, fucking hell, fucking hell, fucking hell. Well, I guess uh, this answers uh, my question of is this a M or PG rated podcast? Yes. So, yeah, 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 very much so. Cool. Yeah. We are explicit. Yes. Yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> nothing, I think nothing is out of bounds, actually, considering uh, nipple clamps have been discussed. We have, yes, uh, yep. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing's off, 
I'll bounce it all. Nothing. We spent an entire episode, basically half of it, just looking up nipple clamps yeah. online and then giggling like school children. Like, so, what episode was that? How does that relate to Doctor Who? I don't know Who? how we ended up talking about. <laughs> but they had TARDISes on the yeah, end. Yeah, they had TARDISes. Oh. It was Doctor oh, Who related. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't right. just like random nipple clamps. We, we <laughs> Although, I feel like we probably would have <laughs> looked that up as well. It was merch. We yeah. were looking at merch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, please audio. Tartus nipple clamps. Get your nipple clamps with one has my face, the other has Nokia's face. (laughs) And you can make them kiss. This is is what I really want. I want to be involved in someone else's bed play. Thank you very much. Um, If I could be the special guest cape uh, face, (laughs) you could also put in there. With with the faces like Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Terrible. All right, Ryan, as we do with all our new guests, what is your history with Doctor Who? Uh, I think like lots of your past guests, um, Simon Baker was my in. I don't really remember. Tom Baker? Tom Baker, yes. Simon Baker is Simon (laughs) Baker, the guy from The Mentalist. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like him too. He'd make a good doctor, by the way, the Australian actor Simon Baker. But anyway. Hmm. Um, Sorry, Tom Baker. Mm. But uh, my first ever nightmare mm. was of a Dalek. Oh, I think really? I was about six years old. Wow. And my sister and I were playing in London, and I'm still trying to get over that dream. <laughs> Uh, because it's the first time I ever died in a dream. Wow. Ooh, you got exterminated. I did. I did. Wow. Um, and in those days you could have just gone up a ladder and they couldn't yeah. have got you. But we, <laughs> we didn't know that then, did we? I love that. They, but they, they could get you. They, 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 but back in those days they didn't fly. In the, in the no, 80s. they way, only yeah. flew in the 80s. So we never saw it uh, in Tom Baker's thing. So it used to always – you know, my dad would always go, why don't they just go upstairs? You never get them up there. <laughs> well, that, and that was the classic joke where it would, when they were making parodies of Doctor Who at the time. It's like, ah, oh, the Daleks can't go upstairs. Mm, yeah. So so then, of course, they, they solved that in the 80s, which mm. was good because it made them scarier. Oh, so they solved that in the 80s? Yeah. 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 Right. Well, this, I, this is how Doctor Who runs. We, we throw cannon in as we go. So, like, with uh, Christopher Eggleston, that Dalek, when when it started to rise up, you know, Mm. that one Dalek and how much damage it did, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, I just remember being like, oh, girl. Yeah. And it it was really good because it was the chaos of one Dalek. Yeah. That's what I really liked about it. Whereas a lot of times there's just a billion of them and you're like, oh, God, you know, you might as well just shoot yourself in the head and get out of here, but... (laughs) That'd be a real dark episode. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, fuck this. I'm not dealing with this shit. I think if I was with the doctor and he went, there's a million dollars. Like, yeah, right. Straight out of here. <laughs> Bit of folio work there for you. <laughs> the folio artist is like, I have to do what? Uh, eat a gun. Mm, eat a gun. It's good. We've all been there. Uh, and as we all know, uh, in the folly work, eating a gun is made by just crunching some potato chips. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Usually it's like something else completely. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's always something that you're not expecting makes the noise yeah. for the, the, the folly I work. I love mm. that. I love watching them work and and sitting there and going, oh, wow, they did it like this or mm. they did it like that. And sometimes when you're listening to you're watching a show and then you hear them pouring liquid, clack, 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 mm. and it seems to go too long. You go, hee, hee, 
they made a mistake. <laughs> wow, I've never noticed that before. I'm going to uh, keep an eye out. Mm, the only thing I can say is uh, in this episode, I'm probably going ahead, but mm. when they're outside and the doctor and I forget what her lovely name is. Martha? Uh, no, the other one. Uh, Joan. 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 Um, there's a bit of ADR work. You can tell because it's like windy and it oh, seems, oh, sure, seems a little bit yeah. like off off kilter. Ah. I was like, ah, oh, it's ADR because they've got no mics. Right? Ah, I didn't notice that one. Probably the same when they're having a drink at the pub because it was really windy when they were doing that by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah, when the girls were outside. Yeah. Uh, they the literally have like uh, their breath coming out. Mm. Yeah. That looked cold, didn't it? <laughs> yes. I know David Tennant got a really bad flu cold during the filming of this mm. this one. Oh, yeah, wow. they said he's never he's never rude, but they said he would just go off and just mm. sit in a corner because he just felt so sick. Yeah. So, yeah. I always think you can tell in the second one. If you have a look at him, how yeah. long? How long does it take to shoot an episode? Do Do you guys know, like, roughly, like, how many days they spend? Mm, don't I don't know. know, and it would depend because they'd be doing the inside shooting and then the outside, mm. and yeah, I don't know. They say that it takes they they usually uh, are working on the series for about nine months of the year. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know if that's on a, like with the actors and everything because I know they were shooting. Parts of the new series at the end of last year, and they're still shooting parts now. Mm. So, I, but I, I doubt that the actors are shooting every single day for nine months. Because yeah, there's be, a lot of setting up, and there's you know a lot of sitting around when you're an actor, yeah. waiting for it all to be to be ready. But the classic Who, mm. they would uh, film in a week. So that's why we had some of the worst, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the worst uh, special effects. But you know, I think they did a good job considering they had no but no budget and they had a week to do it. I love old classic Who. Yeah, the old stuff where it's like, can I do a second take? We don't have time. Let's yeah, go. That's right. Move, move, move. That's right. Like the um, Ark in Space, which she's trying to put that reviver helmet yeah, on yeah. Sarah's head and it just won't go on and you're going, oh, for God's sake, why didn't they go back and reshoot that? And it's well, like, the, the one come in, on. The one in Paris where it's like they're literally just like, just walk across the street and we'll secretly film you. <laughs> they can't stop the traffic or anything. It's just go, go, go. <laughs> Don't get hit. Don't get hit. <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, all right. Our episode today is Human Nature, Series 3, Episode 8, directed by Charles Palmer and written by Paul Cornell, based on his novel. Originally aired on the BBC, Saturday, May 26th, 2007. We start as we always do with a short synopsis. John Smith has vivid dreams of an impossible man and his wild adventures across time and space. It's 1913 and John Smith is just a simple history teacher at Farringham School for Boys training them for war and falling in love with the widowed Nurse Redfern. A nice, simple human life, even if his family servant Martha Jones is a bit weird and can't remember to knock before she enters. <laughs> when a green meteorite lands in a nearby field, everyone starts acting strange. Four locals terrorise the yearly dance, and for some reason Martha thinks that John Smith's stories are true. Because there's no way that John Smith could really be a traveller through time and space, being hunted by an alien race who will stop at nothing to find him. The Doctor can't be real, can he? 
Mm. <laughs> I love the opening of this Oh, isn't it episode. amazing? It's great. <laughs> it makes you really hooked you from the yeah. beginning. I yeah. love it. We don't do that enough. You start right in the middle of the yeah. action. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really, really good, yeah. Mm. You get you get the, you know, the reminder that the doctor and Martha, but then it, he wakes up mm. and he's human. Mm. And it's like, oh. I know, I know. I just, I've read the novel that this is yeah. was based on and it's great. Really, uh, a lot more of the story in it, and Sylvester McCoy, and I think it's Benice. Uh, Benny, yeah, yeah, Benny is the companion. Yep. But it's really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad that they made it into a two-parter, and I'm really glad that they picked Martha to be the companion who yeah. holds it all together because it really is one of the best episodes to showcase. Her, her strengths, I think. Yeah. Uh, cause definitely. a lot of the episodes with her are, you know, I love him and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And he's being an asshole and blah, blah. So this is a, a really good, he's still being an asshole, but this is a good one. <laughs> he has a reason because he's human. Yeah. 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 He is the worst human. <laughs> Martha's an interesting one, right? Cause we had Rose mm. and you could identify with Rose. Yeah. Like she yeah. was everyone's in. Mm. But then I thought it was really strange at the time when they put another doctor in there mm. and you had two doctors mm. and then you got two really smart people. And then you're just like, you can't, it's, it's, it's really upsetting because Martha's like intelligent. She's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. You, you, and looking back, I, I absolutely love her. The only thing that annoys me and there's a bit that john smith does this with any kind of characters i find is when they like victimize themselves or they're like woe is me and i'm like oh get over it yeah you know yeah and they did give her a bit of that i didn't i didn't like that because she was uh, a good character underused i thought Mm. the only the only thing that annoys me is i wish that she martha had had more moments where she one-ups the doctor. Like the doctor thinks, oh, it must be something alien, must be something crazy, and she's like, well, actually, he's just having a heart attack. Or, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're like the doctor true. does something fantastical and the and mouth is like, well, actually, it's something very ordinary, you know. Yeah, like, she's that, a bit swoony nice. with yeah, him, yeah. a bit, a bit, you know, he's, and we're, I mean, it's a hero it worship. Here. Why did you have to fall in love with a human? And it isn't me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh my God, no. he's still talking about that. And I think for me... I was over Rose mm. by the time Martha came along. I just, I loved Rose, but I just had enough of this. I love, 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 love. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, she's so great. She's so fabulous. And so I thought, oh, this will be good. And it just kept going. She's yeah. so great. She's so fabulous. I'm like, oh. I really yeah. reckon maybe the producers just kept on hammering home. Oh, we've got to make it sort of like a love interest or mm. a will they, won't they kind of a thing. Or- yeah. And you don't have to. And, they showed that when they brought Donna in. Yeah. You yeah, know, you didn't yeah. need the love thing. You don't always have to have it, I don't think. But mm. anyway, anyway, uh, I know. don't mind having it occasionally, but not every companion, for God's sake. <laughs> so you weren't, in, you weren't in love with the doctor when you were, uh, you know, growing up? Uh, not in love. Okay. The doctor was the classic doctor. A friend. Was... Yeah, like your mad uncle that you went on or your, your crazy old And you brother, were in love with your mad uncle. And that you went on adventures. But he was – I remember Tom Baker used to always say, oh, this is Sarah Jane, she's my very best friend. Mm. And I wanted to be the doctor's very best friend. <laughs> I didn't want to be his girlfriend. I wanted to be his very best friend. And and then he dumped them and find someone else yeah. and never talk of them again. <laughs> this is an opinion about like the 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 recent doctors. Yeah, Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant. They had like a bad side. They had a side that mm. you didn't want to a mess with them. Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's kind of like 
that that character trope of of the the the, the person who's powerful who look after you but also quite friendly. Mm. But I feel like you don't really get that. You know, and I know you love uh, Nikki, Matt Smith. Uh, Matt Smith. I know mm. you love him. I do. And and he was very funny. But I felt like I missed that side. He didn't have the dark side. Yeah. I think Demons Run. You saw a little bit of it, yeah. but. He was to me more of the I know Tom Baker had a dark side too but he was he was more of the he I wanted him to be my very best friend yeah. and go travelling with him he was I don't know quirky fun funny eccentric <laughs> I love eccentric people <laughs> I love them yeah. They're great. If I was rich, I'd be eccentric. I think, yeah, everyone would. You know, mm. they're, they're, no one would be rich and just normal. Like, no, nah, just normal. I just go down to the shops. Well, no, some are. Yeah. Some are. Um, you, how many rich people little... did you guys know? Because yeah, I don't really uh, know many. Yeah. I was making assumptions. <laughs> uh, if you're a millionaire and you listen to this, uh, please donate to our Patreon. Please, mm. please. Mm. Please at the top level. Top level. Top level. Uh, we will create a top level <laughs> for whatever you're willing to pay. Do you get nipple clamps? Yeah, I will, a free I will literally flag. come around and clamp your nipples for yep. you if yep. that's what you want. And Adam will send you his undies. So there you go. <laughs> yes, I will. I mean, if anyone wants them. Uh, you know, currently I just wear them until I have giant holes in them and I throw them out. Yeah, yeah, in my bins. I find that weird. It would be recycling, basically, because <laughs> ah! I would be able to give them to – oh, wait, anyway, this is going off a weird tangent. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking human, – Human nature. Yes, we were. Uh, as we've said, uh, the TV story is based on the Doctor Who novel Human Nature by Paul Cornell, published in 1995. Uh, now, we won't touch too much on the novel uh, and the differences between them because I think we could probably do an entire episode on just the novel. I think we could, yeah. and I would recommend anybody who can read it. It yeah. really is good. In fact, if I had been more organised, I probably would have read the novel for this episode, but Ow. I wasn't. You, you suck. Martha and the Doctor are being attacked. They're being hunted by aliens with a stolen time agent vortex manipulator i blame jack for that yes jack's the only one we know of <laughs> and, and river well he comes back in two episodes time oh true there's only one thing for it the doctor entrusts a watch to martha's care except that it's monday november 10th 1913 in farringham england and the doctor isn't real john smith however is a history teacher having real seeming dreams of wild adventures as he tells his servant Martha Jones. Yes, and uh, she's very – she doesn't even blink when he's telling yeah. that. I mean, I yeah. think I'd be going, oh, God, I hope he's not remembering. Uh, and he's touching the watch as well. He's like, oh, God, yeah. is he going to open it? Do you think this is like another like – I'll take that. Part of their toxic relationship. Like he could have chose a much better place to put Martha. Oh, yeah, but, yes. he, but, he, but he chose a servant. Well, no, because uh, he, says, he says at one point that the TARDIS will sort him out but it doesn't have enough energy to sort out Martha. But surely he could have asked for a more enlightened time yeah, for right. poor old Martha, who's the, the, what, the only person who's got black skin in yeah. that whole bloody area. Yeah. Like, you know. Great writing, though, like mm. putting the person who's actually in charge with the least amount of power mm. and yeah. status. Like yeah. beautiful writing, but as, as, a, as, a, as a choice, like if the doctor was making a choice, mm. what an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like- I know. When we, we were watching it uh, before and David went, when they make that comment to to Martha about with those hands, yeah. how can you? T- yeah. David said, "Oh, they don't need to put that in." And I said, "I think it's important to put it in mm. because you need to notice that you know this is an unenlightened era, yeah. and these boys 
are just dicks, aren't yeah. they? Oh yeah. my god! Well, I just mean, want to slap everyone. Even of them. even the nicer people of the time, like Joan Red, uh, mm. Nurse Redfern, is like, mm. you know, don't get above your station. Mm. And so, of course, the boys who are privileged little white, you know, white pricks are going to be like. Everyone's below them. Oh, the doctor, you don't understand. This is a story. <laughs> oh, you patronising bastard. It's a difference of culture and stuff. And oh. I was like, where do they think Martha's from? Yeah, I know. She's <laughs> from London. What, did she just come from the wilds of Africa for yeah, the day? she's I'm got just... an English accent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's very frustrating. Oh, so, it, yeah, but, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, and in some ways they are kind of bound by the novel, which was set in 1913. Yeah, yeah. So. I know, but you're right. What an asshole he is. Yeah. He's continually <laughs> an asshole to Martha and it's just oh. another example for just, me. Just even the, the, the pause screen um, where he just gives her that, like, like charming smile when he's giving her instructions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're a dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, like, so he's recording that. I'm assuming that Martha is like standing right beside him. And yeah, he's where just looking dead in the camera. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I'm I'm right here. And he's like, No, I've got to look like I'm talking directly to you. Yeah, where was she? What did she whip <laughs> off to change or something? I don't know. <laughs> what like I I know it's good that it skipped rules, but it skipped twenty rules. Yeah. What were in those twenty rules? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd like to know. I know there's something about pears. Don't let me eat pears. <laughs> he doesn't like pears. Apparently at Farringham School for Boys, the teachers also sleep in their offices. Yeah, they that must. That was weird. Yeah. 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 Oh, so they I, live I there. missed that. I missed How that the I first that? time I watched it and then the mm. second time when I was writing the synopsis, I was like, oh, he literally gets up and is in his office. <laughs> yeah. And then and then when the guy comes to, the young boy from Love Actually comes mm. to see him, <laughs> yes. the Love Actually boy, yeah, yeah. I can't see his bed and I'm going, well, what happened? Is it like a Murphy bed? He flips it up and it's gone. But, yeah, it looked like they sleep in their offices. Yeah, well, and, and they keep referring to nurse, oh, you've got to take it back to the school and we'll go back to the school. And so all the teachers must live at the school. So she's living at the school with men and, yeah. and her. I, but, mean, I mean, she, may, she could be ravaged. Well, if she's, ruined. A, if she's a nurse, then she she probably sleeps in one of the beds in the infirmary or something. Oh, I don't God. know. Who knows? Who knows? It's funny what you guys pick up on because I actually <laughs> picked on the fact that the, talk, the clock was ticking in the background. Oh. So you guys are absorbing the information. I'm going, that's a choice. The editor has sat down and made a choice to put a clock ticking in the background. Oh, oh, I didn't wow, pick that I didn't up. even notice. No, I was I, like, oh. this is this, this is a story that I every time I watch it, and I've watched it so many times, it just sucks me in straight away from the get go. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, John Smith's dreams also include Martha as his companion. He picks up the watch we saw in the start and puts it down as it's an utterly unremarkable watch. Yeah, why isn't there a picture of Martha in his book? Oh, there's Rose. Blech. Rose, Rose, oh, Rose. And then he just goes, oh, and then she disappears later on. Uh, she gets she gets sent to a different dimension, mate. Yeah. She gets sent to a different dimension. <laughs> and it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she, he's like, no, it's just, yeah, it's just a Rose, just yeah. a creation I made, Rose. I mean, you were in love with her, mate. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Also, but why doesn't Martha look after the watch? Why is he holding the watch? Yeah, I don't get that. I would have given it, I would have said, listen, buddy, yeah. I'll have the watch. Okay, yeah. because I'm the one in charge. But of course, then she's got to think. They probably think she pilfered it or stole it. Yeah, probably. You know, oh, how could good she? Cover. Have, yeah, good cover. She couldn't have a watch because, yeah, you know what it's like. After the opening titles, we see John Smith teaching his class and wandering through the school grounds with his head in the clouds. It seems like his history class is really easy to teach if all it involves is just reading from a book. 
Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's how they taught in those days. Apparently. Do you know this is um there's, there's a trick in writing yeah. and it's it's foreshadowing. Mm. So he's talking about when the allies retreat and I think it refers to the next episode. Oh. He's talking about the French and how they retreat and the allies against yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so like every time they're teaching, if you're mm. ever watching something where someone is teaching something, mm. uh, that will actually refer somehow to oh. the story that it's, they're currently So they're telling. foreshadowing yeah. that. I like it's Chekhov's that. history lesson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, then, then they're using machine guns. Yeah. I mean, imagine that for your class. All oh, right, it's machine crap. gun period yeah. now. Uh, look, I finished history, and now I'm going to go do machine gunning. Uh, <laughs> I really do love the fact that out of like any of the the army army creatures that they could face, they've actually trained against scarecrows. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's uh, yeah, that's yeah. classic. <laughs> Mister Mister Trick having the scarecrows that come and attack them have those buckets on their heads, yeah. the ones that they're shooting at. Have yeah, Ned Kelly uh, scarecrows. Ned Kelly scarecrows. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very early Ned Kelly sort of, sort <laughs> yeah. of get up. I love the way that there's there's a commentary on the war and how the mm. glory of war and that's how you prove yourself as a man and and that sort of stuff. Yeah. I find that that's that's an interesting take on on. Yeah. Sort of what's happening as well, I think, because you find that the doctor, when he's John Smith, is anti-doctor in that he's yeah. war and getting involved and, you know, permission to beat what's the name? Yeah, permission granted, yeah. off you go. Yeah. Not who the doctor really, really is. He's mm. so he's so foreign, you know, as John Smith, I But find. are teachers really allowed to – I know it was, you know. In those days, yeah. yeah. Punishment where yep. they're like, can I beat this other child? Yeah. yeah go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know the teachers would do the caning and stuff, but would other kids? The seniors would, yeah. In, in, I don't think that that culture changed until probably the 60s maybe. That, wow. that a boys, a full-on boys' school, mm-hmm. I think the bullying is rife. Yeah. Uh, it's probably better now, but not much better. I think, I think <laughs> in primary school back in the 80s, I think I still remember someone maybe getting the cane. Oh, yeah, I remember, oh, yeah. I remember the cane, yeah. but, mm. like, the just the way – because he literally says – uh, permission to go and beat this kid, mm. and the and and John Smith's like, okay, and it's like, what? Not mm. he didn't say punish, he didn't say Mm-mm. reprimand, Mm-mm. he said beat this child. Yeah, he is to- going to kick the shit out of this kid. It's a different, it's a different era. I and, get that, and I know, like in the eighties when I I went to a co-ed school, but the boys. The grade eight boys, the grade 12 boys in winter would make them go and sit for half an hour on the toilet seat to warm it up for them beforehand. Oh, that's the 80s. So that's, that's gross though. Yeah. That's just gross. And, and our boys, Ugh. when they were grade 12, did the same thing. And yeah. that's how the, the culture is. But I know a friend of mine who was uh, at boarding school, a boys boarding school in the, in the UK mm. in the 50s, he said that the beatings that the senior boys gave them were horrific. Jesus. Senior boys were worse than the teachers. So, hmm. Yes, wouldn't want to be at a boys' school. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was clever writing, though, when the racist remark was made by the guy. Then Martha goes, "Oh, it's nineteen thirteen. Mm. So you know, you then you almost had sympathy for, yeah. for the the racist uh, yeah. boys afterwards. You know? To a degree, although maybe you go, "Thank God they're not going to be running the country." They're yeah, exactly. Because the the girl goes, "Oh, they'll be running the country soon." And it's like, "Oh yeah, uh, privileged white boys are always running the country, aren't they?" <laughs> Uh, they're all going to die in the war. <laughs> Too bad. 
sad. Uh, John Smith runs into Nurse Redfern and there's an obvious spark. She helps him with his books and Joan asks him if he'll attend the annual dance. She's very forward. Yes, <laughs> I know. Uh, I've really known each other though. for two months, yeah. Yeah, I love her too, but she's very forward. Yeah, but isn't that great? Like yeah. when you've got someone like Martha who's holding back, you're like, bloody hell, Martha, come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, you know, <laughs> you get Throw the, the leg over Martha. The opposite Martha, like the, the, char- the character that's going to get John Smith and, you know, mm. everything yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Mm. Um, and she's forward. And I'm like, oh, yeah, go, girl. Yeah, you go, girl. <laughs> well, she's been a widow. She knows what it's all about. <laughs> she's had one. Cat- she's, she's had a, a husband. She's, ha- she's Maybe done she's, it. she's there to teach Martha how to be, you know. <laughs> yeah. How to stand up and get your man. This is how you get your man. <laughs> Uh, because apparently an adult dance is being advertised in the hallways of a school of a kid's school. <laughs> well, oh. there are teachers. I thought it was like a school dance and then you um. go to the dance later on, it's all adults. <laughs> yeah. It's all adults except for one little girl sitting in the corner looking really <laughs> sad because we know that she is yeah. uh, uh, one of the family and the kid who sneaks in. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Everyone else is adults. He has to sneak in, by the way. He is not let in. Yeah. I wonder how she got in. She probably sneaked in too. But with a balloon? But with a balloon. Yeah, she's always got the goddamn balloon. (laughs) That's my thing is like when she has to sneak into the school, it's like, uh, do you maybe want to get rid of the balloon? Because (laughs) that is the most – people are going to see that. That is literally holding a beacon. I know. I know. It's it's – but and then when the scarecrows attack her, and I'm thinking, yeah. oh, you can't kill a little girl. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, when he realizes that Joan is basically asking him to the dance, John Smith falls down the stairs in his awkwardness. Mm. In the office, the nurse is patching him up, and Martha rushes in to make sure he's okay. Oh, I love that. Why don't you <laughs> knock? And she goes up, and she does she that sarcastic yeah, yeah. knock. <laughs> I love that. During the checkup, Nurse Redfern confirms that John Smith only has one heart like a normal human. See, when Martha's listening to that and Mm. and she's looking a bit um, unnerved, do you think she's unnerved because she's going to find two hearts Mm. or unnerved because... She's touching him. I I think it's two things. Mm. I think now I've forgotten what the second thing. So I think it's one thing. Sure, sure. One thing. (laughs) We'll edit that to make sure. (laughs) Yes, thanks. I think it's ten things, no one. (laughs) I think it's one thing. (laughs) I'm just going to keep doing that throughout this entire (laughs) podcast. Good, good. it's definitely like get your hands off my man. That's what mm. I read into it. It's oh. like it's the first time she's starting to see because it's the first time the sparks are flying, right? Really? Oh, true. Like you know, and she's seeing it, and it's like I don't know. One, I don't know how to deal with this, and two, get your hands off my man. Off my man. Mm. Yeah, maybe I thought I thought it was that, and a little bit of God. What if he does have two hearts? Yeah, I thought it was mainly. Oh my God, what if he has two hearts? Because I didn't get the other thing. But basically, my thinking is Martha should know by now that the doctor isn't interested. He has pretty mm-hmm. much said at every single instance, oh, he's acted I like am a dick. not interested in you. Like, you know, I understand she's got a crush on him, but it's like, mm-hmm. you should understand now that he is not interested. But he keeps stringing her along. Yes. So I just watched the sure. episode beforehand, which you probably reviewed last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, like, he gives her the key to the TARDIS and yeah. she's just like, you know, and it's like yes. stringing her along. Yes, it's he like, come is. On. He's doing the come here, come here, come here, go away, go away, go away. Yeah. Come here, come here, come here, go away, go away. I hate it when people do that. <laughs> I hate that. It's like Martha's the rebound. Mm-hmm. And it's cute because yeah. everyone can see it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just Except like. Martha. 
Martha. Oh. I know. Uh, John Smith shows Nurse Redfern his journal where he... Oh, I'm glad it was his journal. I was wondering <laughs> where this was going. Did you watch the porn version? Yeah, yeah. He whips out his uh, <laughs> Journal of Impossible Things, his Diary of Impossible Current <laughs> Conquests. D-I-C-K. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, You're a child. <laughs> he draws images of the creatures he encounters, such as Daleks, Rose, and a magical blue box. Ood. Ood. There's some Yeah, Ood. Ood. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of Clockwork different things. Clockwork robots. All of the uh, faces that a he has. A few of his faces, yeah. yeah. He doesn't explain, uh, so I change faces all the time. Let me explain to you why. Basically, when the first guy was sick of it, he mm. got he yeah. pissed off. and Well, he wasn't sick of it. I think the first guy got sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he was literally sick of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Martha chases after Nurse Redfern, who wants to know more about John Smith. He and Martha appeared at the steps of the school two months earlier, seeking employment. Ooh. In one of the boys' dorms, Tim Latimer is bullied uh, when he guesses correctly that another boy's father has been stationed to Africa. Sometimes Latimer just makes guesses that turn out to be correct. Yeah, I like I like that character. I mm. love his character. Yeah, the kid from Love Actually. From Love yeah. Actually and the Maze Runner. I love his character. It's you don't know if he's telepathic or he's yeah. you know what it is, but it, he's just interesting and. Although at times it frustrates me that he runs off with the watch and I just want to slap <laughs> yeah, the shit yeah, yeah. out of him. <laughs> well, otherwise it would be one episode and they would just open the watch straight away. Yeah. Mm. But doesn't the watch tell him to keep mm, keep it, it hidden it you does. know, until the right time? So yeah. really if he wasn't there, it wouldn't have been the right time and the whole thing would have Yeah, failed. so that just means he and the Doctor are shitting me off then because they won't just <laughs> let Martha out of his misery. But anyway, I'm, uh, I'm feeling for the Martha here. But he's... It's a great character. Yeah. I mean, all of the, the characters, they've all got something. Mm. It's not, there's not minor characters that are just vanilla and you forget about it. You know, even the, the guy who's really rude to him, his father got the promotion. Yeah. Comes, comes into it and it has a full, full circle story. So, hmm. But are they, are they all supposed to be in the same, like year, the same class? Because. No, I think you have a junior in with you. Oh, okay. To, Clean your boots and, you know, make your bed. And- but he's in class with them later on. Oh. Yeah, and when they go to war. He's like, so little. I, I, you know, yeah, I know. That's so the thing weird. is. I thought the same thing, yeah. They're all seniors. They're all obviously seniors. But he is, looks like a few years younger than the rest of them. So mm, That's interesting. I just assumed he was the junior in the in their, uh, yeah. you know, their lackey. Yeah, but um, they're in machine yeah. gunner class l- later on. Well, I think they would have mixed those up, mm. but. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were in history class together. I didn't notice. Oh, I didn't. It, I didn't see in history. Although he does throw his book over and say, you "Do my homework." So mm. maybe they have different. Yeah, I don't mm. know. the the bomb though. So does that happen the next year and the next? You know, like yeah, because because yeah. that's both him and his classmate. Mm. So yeah, but it's, you still could be a couple of years yeah. apart and and know each other from school. But then he also when he he says I've been preparing for this for years. Mm. So I yeah because initially I thought it was the next year, but then apparently there seems to be a line where he goes oh, I've been preparing this for years. Oh, okay, so it might so it could be, be later be a few on. Few years in the later war. on, I don't know. Mm. Sixteen, seventeen, like tw- it does know, actually give you a time, but I, I never looked at like it gives you the year. I, I didn't watch the second um, part yet. Yes, yeah, I so. saved up. For next week. 
Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Because he's littler, I assumed he was their, their lackey, junior mm. lackey, because I, I know that they had that. My dad oh, I was, didn't know they had that. So. My dad was telling me when he was at grammar, there was uh, one of the younger boys who used to talk to him all the time, mm. and dad was not – he didn't take to the, you know – getting them to clean your shoes and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So he just did it all himself. But he said years later, the guy said to him, he said, I got out of all that stuff because every time a senior would say, oh, I'll clean my shoes, I'd go, I'm doing it for Maxie Schutt. And <laughs> he did nothing for Dad. Oh, <laughs> shit. He got out of it by saying he was doing all this stuff for Dad. Oh I always God. loved that story. At the pub, Martha and Jenny, the other female staff, are forced to enjoy their drink outside in the freezing cold. Is that all women or just the maids? Yeah, I don't know. You know, she said something about suffragettes, so I imagined it was all women. Maybe if you don't have a male companion, because I think at one point John Smith invites her in for a drink. Oh. But then immediately, like, he gets there, invites her in for a drink, and then they have to leave anyway, so. Oh, yeah, that's because they so said, I don't, yeah, I don't know. bloody women in here, get out of there. Because <laughs> I wouldn't let a man sit outside. Sit God out in the no. cold. Uh, yeah, maybe it is maids. As yeah. It, like, it's just a job. You know, I know it's a working class job, but it's just a job. Yes, but it's the fact that you work. You yeah. were looked down on if you worked, mm. and, 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 you know, on anything. I think the, the rich were, it was, they were idle. Mm. You didn't work. Only. But John Smith's it not. It was a shame. John Smith's not rich. He works no, too. I you know. know. I know. I know. But maybe your teachers are respectable. You yeah, know, they're yeah, teaching yeah. the future. Mm. The boys, there's yeah. no women teachers, obviously. Mm. So I didn't, I, I picked it up because I thought there were maids. I didn't pick up on women's suffragettes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, when she said suffragettes, I wondered whether it was because yeah. they were women, but uh, mm. who would know? Who, who would know? know? Nurse Redfern sees a green light in the sky and they witness a green meteorite going down in a nearby field. As John Smith escorts Joan back to the school, Martha rushes to investigate the field. Do you think yeah. she's a little cash about being hit by a green searchlight? Yeah. The, the- <laughs> she mentions it. <laughs> you know? And then, well, the doctor goes, oh, it's a meteor. The John Smith goes, it's a meteorite. And I suppose she's like. But she's a smart woman. I know, but there is this thread because in the second episode she goes, you know, for once listen to me. So there is this thread of like she says something and then he he as a man goes, no, 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 silly woman. You silly woman. Yeah. But, yeah, why wouldn't you bring it up ever again? Yeah, I would say, no, no, it was like spotlight people and and I was, I saw it go over an entire fucking field. (laughs) Maybe she doesn't want to be seen as crazy. Yeah, yeah, and she's trying to impress John Smith. True, that's you know? true. She's yeah. trying to she's trying to get the leg over, so you don't <laughs> want to seem nuts <laughs> at the beginning, do you? But how good is lights? Like, like a lot of this thing is just lights, the mm. green light. I'm like, oh man, they yeah. use it so effectively. <laughs> they actually do, and the the spaceship is yes. really well done. Yes, yeah, really well done. Mm. I I think it's creepier the way it is. Mm. You know, the minute that Baines goes through the door, I'm like, get out of there, Baines, you idiot. In this scene, John Smith is wrong again, completely wrong. Yeah, and it's yeah. wonderful. It's just like, oh, it's just a meteorite. Looks closer <laughs> than it is. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Off. <laughs> Would have burnt up in the atmosphere. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. Just a cinder. Yeah. Jeremy Baines, another schoolboy, is in the woods looking for beer when he explores the green light and finds a hidden spaceship. He heads inside and becomes invisible himself. Just missed by Jenny and Martha. I know. If they had have walked two metres in front of them, they would have hit the invisible ship. Now, how did you love his acting? I loved his acting. I thought it was amazing. So good. He is just chewing up the scenery. He is 
fabulous. Yeah. He's what I remember the most, you know. I like it when he goes, shut up, this is He's so good. I love him. I love it. He's there. He's like, uh, jolly hell, there's a, yeah. there's a door here. Yeah. Okay. The thing I find that doesn't match with the rest of the thing is at the end of this scene, he screams. And it's amazing, right? Mm. Because mm. obviously, you know, a spaceship didn't scare him. So what was it that scared him? Mm. But when the, the, the lady, Martha's friend. Oh, uh, when the, the servant, maid, yeah. you see yeah. what it was. You see what it is. And I'm like, well, that's not that scary. Yeah. If he wasn't yeah. scared by a spaceship, why is he scared by green mist? <laughs> I've got to say, if I saw green mist trying to go up my throat, I might be a little scared, maybe. Or I might say things like, have you got an MSDS for that? What sort of exposure will I get? (laughs) It's a safety officer in me. Put a a mask on and it's just like a nebulizer, like, eh. (laughs) But showing less is more, like, if they, I mean, you know, and I'm I'm not directing these things, but, like, like if you had the same process where, you know, um, he had the green thing and then you focused on her and she screamed. Yeah. Maybe not have the mist. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, less is more. I, uh, I just... I love him, mother of mine. He's <laughs> oh. so good. Yeah, such very good acting. You mm. can tell tell why he got the role, that's for sure. But great oh. directing as well because every time they focus on him, they use the same lens at the mm. same angle as they do the scarecrows. Oh, yes. You know, oh, really? really? I didn't really notice that. accentuates that. that. Um, the only thing I don't like is the older man. Like the, oh, yeah. the, 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 the woman, Clark. she's great, yeah. Mr. Clark. He just doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't work, does it? It doesn't yeah. work with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and he's just not. Creepy, and yeah. I'm just like, oh man, like you are outshone in this, oh, yeah. this episode. And I think that's why I think that's why the older man and the girl don't get many lines. Like, there's a lot mm. of times where it's like, well, couldn't the girl have said that? And and then <laughs> it's like she skips, and it's like, okay, well, I can see why she didn't get given that line. I still think and- the little girl is great. Me I too. love her. She's, she's still she's great, awesome. but whenever she says a line, it's like. Mm. <laughs> oh really? I liked the little girl, yeah, and maybe yeah. it's just because it's a little girl. But I think she's really good at creepy. I think oh, her yeah, face. She's great, yeah, she's great at ke- creepy, but and when they get her to say a line, it just seems a bit off to and me. And the maid is good. Mm. And then I felt oh, really yeah. sad because yeah. I liked her beforehand, uh, but he just, he's great. And, yeah, Mr. Clark just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. The maid's acting, though, she's great. She got to play. She got to play this lovable character. Mm-hmm. And then you got to see her change into that. But yeah. Mr. Clark is just the same, like, same as the grumpy yeah. old man. Yeah. 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 You know? yeah. How, how old do you think the maid is? Oh, gee. I don't know. Because when I when I've always thought when watching this episode that she's like older, like in her forties. Oh no! No, to... I thought she was Martha's age. Yeah, I was thinking like late twenties. I thought she was twenties. The, the actor is a couple of years older than Martha. So twenties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. she was twenties, but yeah, okay. you know she's made to look. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she that, is. Yeah. A, a life of uh, working servitude, working is is not good for the complexion. Mm. I would say so. You know, and it, and it's good. It's good writing because you know she's Martha's only friend. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what do you do back here? You take mm. away everything that Martha needs, right? Yeah. Yep. So this yeah. this Martha's this, on her own now. This episode is great at raising the stakes. Yeah. Like mm. every single thing it does, mm-hmm. and I only found out today it was a book, and so it makes sense. I'm mm. like, oh. Yeah. Right, yeah, all true. these layers already exist. Mm. And that's and, um, why this is Yeah, they, they make they make Jenny look so frumpy. It's mm. like, you know, but you see I so I looked her up looked up the actress and mm. I was like, wow, she's stunning. Yeah, <laughs> but that but they make them look yeah. very frumpy and and you're right that the stakes just keep getting raised and yeah. raised and you want to slap the doctor and you want <laughs> yeah. How old do you think the farmer was? The, Mr. Farmer? Clark. Mr. Clark, yeah, the old guy. 
fifties. Oh, yeah, fifties. He was forty-five at the time. Yeah. Ooh. So sorry, Mr. Clark. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's seven years older than I am right Ooh, now. Looking old, <laughs> Mr. Clark. So I gotta I gotta grow that beard in. I gotta oh. grow that mustache in five, in seven years. Wow, he's six years old. Wow, thanks, Adam. For bringing <laughs> sorry, up my mortality sorry, yeah. here. Wow. Wow, he's forty-five. Well, maybe he was one of those guys who looked like that from the second he turned <laughs> yes. twenty. You know. Oh gosh, I didn't think about. Wow. I know. I looked it up because yeah, because he's still. Well, active. how old is Baines in this? Uh, early twenties, I think. Mm. Yeah, I didn't, didn't. Gosh, he he's just he just chews up the scenery. Yeah, because him and him and he's amazing. Him and Jenny are only a few years mm. uh, age difference. So. Mm. Mm. Well, I'll have to look her up now. It's mm. always good to look them up later and go. Oh wow, they don't look anything like that. <laughs> The next day, Martha goes to visit the TARDIS, and I love the music oh, in this scene. Yes. It's all, like, nice and ho- – like, it's like she's visiting a friend. Well, mm. she is, basically. Yeah. But she goes, oh, I can't believe I'm talking to a machine. But, yeah, the the music throughout the entire episode yeah. is, really like – Really well done. It's really of the period. There's no, mm. like, you know, some episodes where they're, like, listen, let's listen to an Earth classic, and then they put on Britney Spears' Toxic. Mm-hmm. It's it's all like music of the period, and it's all like nice and homey and and comforting music, even when it's like something evil is happening. Yeah, it's uh, like so yeah. happy music from yeah. I don't know Pride and Prejudice, where yeah. they're all going off to meet somebody. I just it really worked. That was the only music for me that I that I really noticed. Yeah, I just I thought the production value of this whole episode mm. is amazing. Slight variation, Martha has the best theme song out of any companion. Oh, oh. she does. How beautiful is that It that is piece? absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I love her theme. It is the best. I liked Clara's, but I love mm. Martha's. Love it. Uh, the Doctor's decided to become human to wait out the aliens chasing a Time Lord. He leaves a list of 23 instructions for Martha, including making sure he doesn't hurt anyone. But the only instruction concerning if something alien happens is the worst-case scenario – Open the watch. Mm-hmm. Latimer visits John Smith and finds the watch. Yeah, good on you, Latimer. <laughs> he just nicks it. I he know. He just takes it. I know. He opens it up. It says something. He goes, oh, I'll take that Well, home. that surprised me because I always thought, oh, it doesn't get opened until, like, when he has to become the doctor again. And then he opens it and I was like, oh, my God, does this happen now? Like, it's too no. early. Yeah. So I guess what it is is as someone who's not the doctor can open it and get a bit of a – a flash of it, yeah. But when the doctor opens it, it must just change him. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought it was because he was a psychic. So ah, yeah, could yeah. be because so, he gets the flashes right. I don't oh, know yeah. if that would the that visions, would happen yeah. to anybody else. Mm. And he, yeah, he hears the voices. So yeah, maybe other people would just see the perception filter. The the visions are very scary, aren't they? Of the you know all the things the doctor's yeah. been through. Yeah, you, yeah. I would be. I would be like, oh well, um, that's a bit unsettling. <laughs> well, for someone from the time period, mm. yeah, when they don't even have like. The internet or something. Television. The internet. The, the, the television. Internet. Yeah. I was trying to think of what's something weird and wacky and crazy. <laughs> they, have great, they have crazy books. I didn't even think of the t- TV, yeah. Mm. Oh, TV's been around forever. Straight to the internet. They've only just recently got uh, electric lights. Yeah. <laughs> In yeah. the last, like, 20 mm. years. Wow. Gosh, you can't imagine, can you? No wonder yeah. everyone went to bed early. Yeah. yeah. I got a candle. Yeah, let's go to bed. <laughs> okay. Don't waste the candle because otherwise we can't eat next week. <laughs> and now and now I just now we just leave the lights on, you know, mm. when you walk through the house, leave the aircon on. Oh, you know, I'm ducking out for a bit. I might come back and the the, the room will be a bit warm. Mm-hmm. I will just always be grateful for a flushing toilet. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> yes. Yep. Absolutely. We didn't get one until I was 
11. I was so excited. I lived out in the bush. Right. So not having to go outside to- So was it like a compost toilet you had or like a- Did you have to like scoop water into the thing? Well, no, we had like an old outhouse that just had a a can. Oh, wow. And then my dad would have to go and empty the can by himself (laughs) and and bury it and then bring it back. So- when we got a flushing toilet, a proper one, it was so exciting. Now, you there's know. a sign of love. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. a man who loves his family. <laughs> yep, yep. Because i got to tell you, I went everywhere with him but there. Yeah. <laughs> <I> just- yes. <laughs> See, old man, I'm not coming there. One day I'm going to have to show you how to bury the shit. <laughs> <laughs> but we certainly grew some good veggies in those patches. Delicious. Uh, mm. Oh, dear. <laughs> I couldn't do it now, but. I suppose. What, shit out in the middle of nowhere? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Look at Nakia, so hoity-toity. She won't shit in the garden anymore. I'm a real city girl now. Forgotten your roots, Katya. You go back to the gums and you're like, sorry, where's the flushing toilet? (laughs) I'm not going to bath in that brown damn water. (laughs) Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, God. Mm. You, you say with your <laughs> smoothie maker as you, as you make your smoothies yeah. every morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> You're not having mutton for breakfast. Oh, oh, I love it when she says that. I'll put some mutton, mutton in and the gravy. Pot. I think she yeah. goes too far. It would have been because I thought it would have been Sardines clever if she hadn't gone, you know, oh, how many how many lumps of salt do you want? Mm. Like just a nice little thing. But she's like mutton and gravy, sardines and blah, and blah, blah. Do you want me to put in butter and shit yeah. and <laughs> your mum? And she's like, ooh, that sounds great. I haven't been twigged at all. I, I missed this when Martha tweaks. What is it about that conversation where Martha mm. goes, I'm not talking to my it's friend It's just anymore. that Jenny keeps asking like. No, pre- I want to hear about it. I'm, I'm really interested. What about the doctor? What yeah, about yeah. Ms. Yeah, right. Previously, she's she's kind of not been interested. Like, mm. oh, you're so weird, Martha. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Cool. I thought they just had a previous conversation where she said, said she hates sardines or something and maybe I missed it. And no, so which no, is no. like, oh, sardines. No, she just was saying something ridiculous to mm-hmm. see if she picked up you know she she has a the the maid has a couple of things jenny says a couple of things and mm. that that was enough for martha to go yeah she keeps yeah. pushing so she basically. tests her yeah mm. whereas previously martha's gone oh i wish i could tell you and jenny's like mm. oh you're so weird martha anyway mm-hmm. whereas this time she's like no tell me tell me yeah. all about the doctor tell me tell me also she's i mean even baines does no one notice that baines <laughs> completely different now you know <laughs> What are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why why you keep sniffing? I know yeah, I, yeah. I I know that they say, Oh, you got a cold, stay away from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show how much people how much notice the boys all take of each mm. other. Yeah. Uh, you have to be you'd have to be quite perceptive, like Martha is, to pick up that there was something going on with Jenny, I thought. Mm. But also, anyway. you know, yeah. back then men didn't show emotions. No, so. well, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Also, but at one point Baines uh, like pretty much sniffs the teacher and it's like, are you all right, Baines? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm okay. And it's like, oh. oh John Smith, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it pretty much almost just like gets right up and like, <laughs> oh, yes. But that could be another thing of going, you know, John Smith fails again, you know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like- well, that's right. He's He's got absolutely no idea of nuance, does he? Yes. I mean, he, he picks up nothing subtle. 
nothing. Well, because Nurse Redfern's there, and he's like, "Oh, anyway, fuck off, kid. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go talk to this woman. I'm gonna go snog the nurse." And he rushes over, and he's like, "Hey, Nurse Redfern, how are you doing? Made me think of my dead husband. Okay, <laughs> okay. End of conversation. I know. Except that's... it's not the end of the conversation. Then they go walking together, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she tells him all about it. That's yeah. how I date. I like to tell them all about my exes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. You should always start with that. I think. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about how I've been abused over the years. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, especially if your husband died in a grisly manner, mm-hmm. like in the middle of war. Yes. Mm. Oh. Anyway, I do like the way that uh, he does the cricket ball. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. the fifth doctor tells us that he played uh, for New South Wales in uh, cricket. He loved cricket. Now, I'm just doctor. putting out, don't you think the cricket ball was a bit much? Don't you think he could have just, like, hit the can over? Like, But, yeah. no, he's got to throw it. It's got to hit something, ricochet something off, then that falls down and then this hits that and then, you know, you're just It's like- not clever enough if he only just throws the ball and it knocks it over. Do, yeah. do you think that was to give us a hint that the doctor's still in there somewhere? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was. yeah. You know, John Smith probably just would have thrown the cricket ball at the woman and knocked <laughs> <Yeah>. her out. <laughs> Ow, that hurt. Well, at least you weren't hit by a piano. Yeah. Shut your face. I wonder if piano falling was a, a massive thing back in the day. <laughs> it's, it's represented a lot yeah. in media, isn't I know, it? I know. Although I wonder if anvils falling was yeah. a big thing um, in, in the day either because uh, cartoons. Can I ask what the hell they're doing with that piano? Because <laughs> – there's no open windows where they're moving it into. Yeah. And they're lifting it up way too high to just be taking it off a truck or something. Are they trying to put it on the roof? They're literally just dangling a piano there. What are they going to do? Lift it up and then, okay, we'll just put it down again. All right, done. Yeah. I got it. They're contract killers. <laughs> And they're here to take out the baby. They go, they, yeah, yeah. They, it's, ba- it's baby. It's it's the British version of baby Hitler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. And if that doesn't work, we've got an anvil further up. <laughs> yes. Why not that one guy? And if up? that doesn't work, we've painted a, tra- a train arch in yeah. the wall over here, and hopefully they walk into it with sufficient speed <laughs> and put birdseed. Woo! <laughs> but yeah, and you can tell that they uh, dropped a real piano because they mm. had they had shots from all over. Yeah. You can tell they had like. Six or seven cameras on it. They were like, and, and safety was in because yeah. no one was yeah, anywhere yeah, yeah. in yeah, the shot. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wonder. I mean, that's how they would have moved pianos into you know top yeah. stories, I suppose. So maybe it was. Maybe I don't know. Maybe pianos were dropping all over the place. <laughs> yeah. No idea. Although that rope looked really frayed. You wouldn't yeah. go, yeah. nah, this rope will be yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah, That's the Dodgy Brothers removalist. <laughs> yeah. If only you guys had, like, got a piano removal expert on today's show. <laughs> I feel like I've let the team down. Oh, no. I'm a warehouse oh. manager, so, you know. It's close. But- it's close. You don't deal with pianos? No, no. Oh. Well, then what would you know about the piano <laughs> removal business? I only found what? out a couple of weeks ago that Harvey Norman sells pianos on their oh, website. Yeah. Really? Yeah. $10,000 pianos if you want to go to Harvey Norman. Norman and buy a ten thousand dollar piano. No, I don't go to Harvey Norman. I he's on my not go list. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yes. Blech, to Harvey Norman. Yes. Oh, where he gets he gets confidence after that, doesn't he? Yeah, like, he does. He does. That, you know that goes. Oh. Uh, I just saved a woman's life. Will you go to the dance with me? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Jump on me. Ho ho. <laughs> if you don't go to the dance with me, I'm going to go over and kill that baby myself. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it was worthless. Yeah. A bit of Lord Flash art. Yes. What happens to the kid with the cricket ball? Does the kid go and get it or does he go retrieve it? I mean, I know we just saved <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. but the, the, the kid's oh, never can mentioned I, again. Can I have my cricket ball <laughs> yeah. back? Uh, yeah, no. I wonder where he is. He's going, Dad, 
Sumpty can't stole my cricket ball. And he just happened to be there, yeah. throwing yeah. it up yeah. in the air. However, loved it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, mentioning about Nurse Redfern and her husband, Oliver, who was killed at the Battle of Spoinkop in the Second Boer War. Boer, Boer War. This battle happened in 1900, meaning Joan has been a widow for 13 years at this point. Oh, no wonder she ran she when her, she was since married. Since her mid-20s, apparently. Ooh. So. Well, right. she was 35. The, the actress was about mid-30s when, mm, in this episode. So, mm. And they did marry quite young yeah, in that those exactly. days. Like if you, if you 13 were, years. If you were 20 or 21, you were pretty much a spinster. Yeah. So, you know, you really had to get in there yeah. as quick as you could and uh, <laughs> trap somebody. She's a pretty good catch. I'm surprised no one else is like. Like, yeah. Tried, tried. Well, it. maybe she's tried before. Yeah. You know, we don't know. I don't know. It's been 12 years of just trying to hit on people. <laughs> <laughs> every history teacher. It's like yep. it's like Harry Potter, just every history teacher is yep. like something bad happens to them at the end of the year and it's like, well, oh, a new history teacher is like, oh, I get to crack onto this maybe one. Maybe she suffers from the same thing I, I do, which is that you always fall in love with someone who's not attracted to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or you can't yeah. have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, unrequited love, nothing worse. <laughs> nothing worse. And then the people who like you – you don't like. Yeah. But you'd yeah. like to like them, but you just don't. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Oh. <laughs> which 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 would you prefer? Oh, wow. I think I would prefer to have a wild crush on somebody who didn't wasn't interested yeah. in me yeah. than yeah. have somebody be interested in me and me feel guilty that I don't yeah. like them back. You know, and I'm such a sucker, I probably just married them because I feel really bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Come on. Which would you prefer? Well, I'd, pr- I'd prefer the same as you, to have a crush on someone. But the only, only problem with that is then you, like, analyse every – like, you – for me, it's like you have hardly any conversation with them, and you have a two a two line co- conversation where it's like you don't completely like shit yourself or something. You're like, <laughs> well, I think I might have a chance. <laughs> like, I think I'm in there, and then they go and have a twenty minute conversation with someone else. You're like, oh, I think I've got a chance. I think they noticed me from <laughs> the fact that I didn't completely fuck up that one line I said to them. How very Martha of you, Adam. Mm. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good at talking to somebody if uh, even if I've got a wild crush on them. Mm. But really, really good looking. Re- you yeah. know those really yeah. like look like they stepped out of a magazine and they're quite arrogant. Can't talk to them. Yeah. Can't talk to them. Is that where you struggled talking to oh, me when is. I came in? It yeah, is. I think it, you, I thought so. When yeah. you came in and you said hello, and I said, "Oh, get fucked," <laughs> yeah. you know, because that's what I, I was I do. like. This is going to go really well. <laughs> I do. I'm really rude to them. I can't help myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I'm good looking. Go fuck yourself. That's I often, me. I often think there's a if I hate you or I have a crush on you, I treat you pretty much the same way. I completely mm. avoid you mm-hmm. because yeah. I either don't want to talk to you or I don't want to fuck up talking to you. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> in the in the gay scene, probably not appropriate, but I'll tell you anyway. Um, go for it. When I used to go out clubbing, I used to call it the barbarian tactic with the barbarian <laughs> with the Romans. So early on in the night, if you saw someone good looking, you go up, you say, hi, you're really good looking. Have a great night. Then you'd retreat, right? So uh-huh. like, then you've got them with their defenses down. Uh-huh. And then later on in the night, when there was like starting to be slim pickings, they'll look over, they'll see you, they'll go, ah, they were attracted to you. He's all right. I'll just go home with him. And wow. it worked. Ah. And it worked. So that's you just sort of, you know, you make an, a, a small impression at the beginning yeah. Yeah. and then wait till the beer goggles are on yeah. and you're off. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know myself the beer goggles make everybody more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> 
dear, I like that. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good tactic. Yeah. <laughs> little little romance tip from me to you. Is that why you said that I was really attractive at the start of this episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hoping at the end that you either Nakia or I will pick you. I was hoping. I was hoping you'd notice my hand was on your knee. Um, I noticed. But, yeah. well, I just figured that was. I've never been more offended in my life than being left out. Nikia's is on my other knee, so yeah. that's how I like to podcast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mine keep mine keeps moving up. Yeah, it was the dog that had his nose in my crotch. Okay, oh. right, yeah, right, yeah. And completing the trifecta. Thank you. Right. Well, listen. You and I will keep drinking beer and see how we go. <laughs> there was no beer, uh, but there's a piano outside. So let's just go. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. As I walk back to school, Smith notices a scarecrow askew and fixes it up. He talks about how he learnt to draw in Gallifrey, which must be an island, even though he and his family are from Nottingham. Yes, I love the way they mention his parents are Sydney. Yep, a watchmaker named Sydney and his mother as Verity uh, was a nurse. So Sydney was the one who commissioned Doctor Who and mm-hmm. Verity was their first producer. Oh. So it was a nice little um, Sydney Newman and who was Canadian. Yeah. So I thought that was a, a nice yeah, was little lovely. nod to yeah. the beginning of Doctor mm. Who. Why that scarecrow doesn't attack them, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. know. I don't know. Although I suppose, you don't, you know, they've got a, a mother, a father, a brother and a sister. It's not mm. like they've got 12 other siblings they need to... Fill, fill the bodies with. And is, is that scarecrow able to get out? Because he's tied the arm back up. So mm. it's just like, oh, I'll be there in a second, guys. Can you guys come and help me, please? I, I wonder, though, like, do all scarecrows look the same? Like, yeah. you know, back in the day, it's like they've all been made exactly by the same person. Yeah. And how many scarecrows do you need? Yeah. yeah. Well, the son of mine says he makes them. But i assuming that the scarecrows used to look like that because no one's like, fuck. Where are these scarecrows coming from? <laughs> yeah. My scarecrows that I make are way shitter than this this yeah, version. Because I got to tell you, the one from the Wizard of Oz doesn't look anything <laughs> yes. like that. I'm very unhappy. I don't know. You must need a lot of scarecrows. I, yeah. What are there? A lot of crows around? Like that that montage at the end of the uh, at the end of the next episode? Sure. Maybe it is. Yeah. Sorry, um, mm. I watched ahead. Yeah. Um, oh. Spoilers. Um, I love that montage where they yeah. just keep shooting the same five people oh. walking over and over again. <laughs> so funny. So good. After sketching Nurse Redfern like one of his French girls back at his office, <laughs> John Smith goes. It's a very Titanic moment. Yes. Leonardo. <laughs> John Smith hey. goes in for a kiss, but they are interrupted yet again by Martha. Good on you, Martha. Uh, she yeah. runs back to the TARDIS, distraught that the doctor hasn't got a contingency plan if he falls in love with someone who isn't Martha. I mean, it was only two months. Normal people don't fall in love so quickly. Well, maybe they did in those days. But when you're two beautiful single people in a small village, it's probably bound to happen. That's right. And if you think about it, there wasn't a lot of travelling in those days. So if you found something mildly attractive that lived (laughs) near you, you went for it. And Nurse Redfern's like, what's that, 13 years since my husband? All right, I'll give it another crack. Mm, This one looks good. I'll take him. (laughs) In between kisses, John Smith says, I've never... What does he? What does he mean? <laughs> never kissed a girl. Maybe. Never. I thought they were going to have sex, and never he's like, done "I've the never, deed. never had sex before." And I was like, "Wow, that's really presumptuous from one kiss." I think never kissed before. Oh, okay. they, they, they never talk about John Smith or any of his exes, do they? Yeah, no, like, no, no, they don't. don't. So it's Although like, it's quite a, it's quite a, it's not a chaste kiss. I mean, it's no. not, it's not, you know, it's tongues not. hanging out, porn yeah. kiss either. But, but it's not a first kiss. No. Mm. I thought it was I've never kissed anyone before, and I thought, well, you're pretty damn good at it, by the looks of it. 
he remembers from when he was the previous oh, couple of doctors. Oh, I've kissed bros. Uh, Jenny is kidnapped by the, the scarecrows and inhabited by mother of mine and the family of blood all now have shapes. Mm. The uh, the biscuits that we get here in Australia, shapes, yeah, pizza yes. shapes. <laughs> yes, I like the Vegemite shapes actually. Oh, okay. I, I, I have one once and uh, whatever. What? What? Oh, all right. Oh, what would you know? Oh, God. You I, probably I, like barbecue shapes. No, I like pizza shapes. Thank you very much. Sorry, I find shapes underwhelming. Yeah, so do I, except for the Vegemite ones. I quite like them. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. They're the only ones I would eat if I had to eat shapes, but it's not like I wake up every day and go, shapes! (laughs) Was that joke worth worth it, Adam? Totally worth it. I mean, I hadn't even written it down. I just came up with it off the fly. Shape, 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 shape. <laughs> Considering shape, most shape. of our listeners are in America, they yes. will not get that joke. <laughs> no, they won't. Martha says there's enough afternoon tea for two, but there's an entire cake there. Yeah, well, they're hungry. Uh, yeah, well, I, you know, I mean, look, I could eat that entire cake, but <laughs> would Martha, two women who like are as thin as that, be like, oh, anyway. I don't know. I mean, a, a lot of the time they're just eating gruel, aren't they? I mean, you just <laughs> well, enjoy your cake well, says, when you get it. There's enough for two. I'm like, fuck, there's probably enough for eight eight or nine people there. Uh, don't judge them on their eating habits. Yeah. I mean, you don't no, know. Well, they like, might like a full cake. I, you know, I, I like a woman with a healthy appetite. I So do I. But if I was thinking about myself, I'd be like, fuck, that's the only cake you've got? What are you going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but if there's a whole cake and two of us, I could eat half. <laughs> okay. I love cake. All right. Sounds good. Martha reaches John Smith and tells him to open the watch, which has gone missing. In <gasps> fact, John Smith can't even remember it all, even though Joan remembers him having one. Yeah, well, thank God Joan's there because yeah. John Smith is a dick yeah. and jo- at least Joan's got a brain. Yeah. And, goes, and this you- is when she starts to tweak, yeah. right, you know, yeah. and you're just yeah. like, yeah. You did have a watch, yeah. Martha tells Smith that he is the doctor and that aliens are after them. Smith is concerned that Martha thinks his stories are oh, true. Oh, that's so patronising. Martha tries to snap him out of it by slapping him, but he oh, throws her that. out and heads to the dance. Loved that. <laughs> he deserved that yeah. slap. For many reasons. For yeah. many <laughs> reasons. Many. The family of blood ser- searches Smith's office, hoping to find information on the Time Lord. I love the way that uh, Jenny, as mother of mine, yeah. she just takes one book at a time, just throws it. <laughs> yeah, throws it. They're, yeah. Re- they're really good at mm. this, just sort of being horrible people. Uh, but they find out about the annual dance. Daughter of mine is already there, and we do and see indeed see a sad little girl sitting in the corner of an adult dance. Mm. My yeah. favorite, my favorite, like one of my favorite lines, mm. and it's from it, and it, like almost like a featured extra yeah. is the guy who's running the evening, and he says with such glee, "Now it's time for a waltz." Well, could you yeah. imagine as an actor how hard that line would <laughs> no. be to say? Like to come in on Doctor Who, that's your one line, mm. and you know he says it with such glee. I'm like, man, even the one-liners in yep. this in this oh, thing. Do do well. He actually does get one other line. Oh, oh does he? He says, oh, yeah. "What are you doing here?" Yeah. He dies. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I want to. I want to know how many people they auditioned for that role. Yep. They were like, "No, oh, look, it's not quite what we're looking for." Mm. Uh, now it's time for a waltz. Can you say it with a bit more panache? <laughs> you know, like, we, want, we want somebody to be ecstatic about yeah. this. Think of Baz Luhrmann's Strictly Ballroom. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time for a waltz. Mm, that was too exciting. Oh. It's the nineteen twenties. You're bored. You've got yeah, nothing yeah. else to do. You've been looking forward to this for a week. <laughs> now go. Action. Go for it. John Smith and Joan Redfern are having a lovely time dancing when Martha turns up and tries to convince the doctor to return by asking him to name the sonic screwdriver. 
daughter of mine hears all of this. I know. And I think to myself, maybe she could have waited, but she doesn't know. I mean, you're at that point where they're on the prowl. They know it's him. Mm. So... What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? I her, would best, do. her best friend's been taken mm-hmm. over. Yeah. But maybe she only thinks it's her best. She hasn't really come across the others yet, has she? She only knows at the moment. Yeah, that she it's doesn't know how many there are. No, yeah. she doesn't. She has no idea about the little girl or Mr. Clark or. But she, but she knows there's Baines. more than one chasing them. So mm, she probably yeah. suspects that there are more. Mm. The family of blood and their scarecrows gate crash the dance and also try to get John Smith to reveal himself. I love that doctor. line when he comes in. He says, um, what you, what's he say? You didn't give and he just kills oh, yeah, the guy. Yeah. What's um, the line? Can you, can you spare a thing? And he's like, I didn't, I didn't spare even spare you. you. Yeah, and then shoots him. <laughs> kills a veteran. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Just like, wow. I know. Kills a veteran. Hey, they've just killed a little girl with a red balloon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That she's very attached to. Yeah, if they don't care about kids, they're not going to care about <laughs> veterans. <laughs> Finally, they offer him a choice between Martha Jones, his companion, or Joan Redfern, his lover. Mm. Who will confuse John Smith choose as the credits roll? Great Oof. cliffhanger. <laughs> who do you Great. think he who do you think he would choose? Like if he if he had to. As John Smith? As John, yeah. I think he would have chosen. Joan. Yeah, yeah Joan. Right. Yeah. As the doctor, Martha. Well, as the doctor, he wouldn't oh, have course. chosen either yeah. of them. He would have found a way to get mm. them out. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I always remember years ago I read, I used to love Superman. Mm. I was reading a Superman comic and he had to pick between Lana and Lois <laughs> and who he was gonna so- going to save and it said, I'm going to save and then there was an L dot, dot, dot oh. and then something happened and he didn't have to pick and I always went, uh, oh, come on. You would have picked Lois. Yeah. No one likes Lana. <laughs> Who's Lana? <laughs> Lana uh, was his high school sweetheart. Oh, right. Lana Lang, Lois Lane and Lana Lang. Yeah. I think mm. she was uh, a character in Smallville because, yeah, she's his high, sc- high school girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Nah. Lois. And then Lo- Lois. Because he, he meets Lois when he uh, is an adult and goes to the mm-hmm. um, Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. How good are the stakes at the end of this episode? Oh, like, oh yeah. You know, yeah. it's Fabulous. just like I, I genuinely am sitting here going – how is he going to get out of it? And yeah. I actually had to watch the next one because I was like, yeah. I've forgotten yeah. how he Yeah, how he And it's out. it's good because, you know, they could have had the cliffhanger as he's going to open the watch, he's going to become the doctor again. Mm-hmm. But we spend most of next episode with him not as the doctor yet because he's, yeah, you know. The, yeah, it's, it's, the stakes keep raising. Yeah. Keep, I, I keep getting raised. I just, oh. I love it. Yeah. All right, as we as we always do, we give the score and uh, the give the episode a score out of five. Nakia, would you like to go first? Oh, easy peasy, five out of five. Oh my god, I'm this, so surprised. This is one of my favorite mm-hmm. uh, New Who episodes. This is one of the best, uh, maybe because it's based on a novel that's really really good as well. But the acting, everybody in it is is fantastic and. I never, ever forget Baines's character. Mm. He just always yeah. stays with me. He's amazing. Uh, and I think uh, Freema is fabulous in this. So I love this episode, five out of five. Yeah, I'm going to give it five as well. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. Uh, yeah, watching this, and I, I like Ryan, I had to watch the second episode straight afterwards just because it was it's so good. Like mm. I'm watching it being like, these might be two of my favourite episodes of Doctor Who ever. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're so good. Uh, I mean, I can't wait to talk about 
next week with the, mm. the second episode. But yeah, it's a it's a five from me. I love everything about it. The the monsters are interesting and, and creepy. Uh, seeing the Doctor not the Doctor is is such an interesting concept. Um, you know, Ryan and I were talking before about uh, while well, I was saying that in the new series, it feels like because they've reduced the amount of episodes. They don't get to experiment as much as they used to. Yeah. Whereas this is like them trying something completely different that they wouldn't have done in the classic series. And it's just, it just, you know, sometimes it doesn't work. The Slovene are, are a good example of that. Mm. But sometimes it really hits the mark. And I kind of wish uh, instead of having 50-minute episodes and 10 episodes, they did 45-minute episodes, 11 episodes, and one of those episodes was a Dr. Light episode or, or mm. something where they could just experiment and try something ne- unique and new and th- out of the box, basically. Mm. Because, yeah, when it worked, when it worked back back in the first few series like this, mm. oh, it works so well. This and this and Blink, basically, like it just yeah. works so well. And they're all in Martha's season, I find interesting. But even as as you said, the music, mm. everything yeah. about yeah. it everything yeah. works. Yeah. works. They, they didn't... Fuck up once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, score from yeah. one to five. Look, I feel I feel odd coming on for the first time and giving my first ever uh, review of five stars, but you just you, yeah. the production yeah. value is so good. Yeah. The writing's good, the character journeys, the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that maybe even in this episode, like uh or these two episodes, John Smith or the Doctor is actually the protagonist, mm. which is yeah. rare, right? Because yeah, yeah. normally yeah. it's yeah. the companion, but mm. in this, it's John Smith who's the one who who changes. Yeah. That's um, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, and that does change the dynamic of the whole show, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Oh. And it, it highlights one of the reasons why the Doctor needs a companion. Like if he's got to hide, he needs someone to look after him. He needs some, someone to help him. Like you said, he mm. needs a best friend with mm. him at all times yep. to help him out, you know, when he, mm. when he's in yeah. danger, they're in danger. Like you know, it's not just about seeing the world through their eyes. A, a good part of it is seeing the world through their eyes, but it's also he needs someone to help him out. And, yep. and, yeah. yeah. Yep. And last week's episode was a tension of task, right? Because yeah. they had to complete a task and it yep. was a time-based thing mm. where this is like a tension of mystery. And I think I enjoy like the tension of mystery mm. of like like – not knowing what's going on and the characters don't knowing mm-hmm. what's going yeah, on. Yeah. And like I was talking about you, to you about Midnight. Mm-hmm. Again, it's another yeah. tension of mystery. Exactly. Like it's like I love oh, Midnight. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It's my favorite. Mm. It's a wonderful, wonderful episode. And mm. you you are just exhausted at the end of it. It's quite <laughs> yeah. harrowing. And but- and such a comment on human nature. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to hijack this. No, 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 yeah. Episode, That's true. But like, yeah. Mm. It's interesting because I, I watched Midnight after I watched these two episodes. Yeah, me too. So um so yeah, yeah. I, I it's and I was watching it and 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 basically uh, it finished and I was like, that can't be the oh end. Oh, my God. Mm. And I checked and I was like, that's been 40 minutes. It just mm. goes so quickly. That last line mm. of does anyone know her name yeah. was just. Oh. Oh, oh, my God. It is. Anyway, we will be talking about that <laughs> next season. However, however, this one is uh, I remember the first time I watched it and mm. it is an emotional journey yeah. and, and I'm and all I want is the doctor back. I want the doctor yeah. back and, and I guess as the, they don't give you the doctor, but you want him back and yeah. it's so frustrating. You just say, get him back. Yeah. When I first saw this episode, mm. uh, I remember hating it because I watched the doctor for the doctor. Yeah. Mm. And so, and, and then yeah. and having an episode where the doctor wasn't there, I was like, oh, I hate this. Oh. <laughs> what is this? But rewatching it, uh, over and over again, you're just like, yeah, no, yeah. This, like, mm. this is, a, this is an amazing. Mm. I think it's, I think yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Everybody who comes on the show, we ask them what their Time Lord name would be. 
Okay, so the doctor picks the doctor because it's do no harm, help people. Adam's Time Lord name is? The Nerd. Okay, because he will pick out tiny little things that are are unimportant. Like there's no window for them to put the the Mm. piano in Mm -hmm. and... (laughs) That sort of stuff. Uh, mine, my family gave to me. I'm, I'm the commander. I'm not happy with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm always Ma'am, in yes, charge. ma'am. My, my husband is someone who just asks lots of questions. <laughs> we call him the inquisitor. Yep. Can be, uh, what you think a word that describes who you are or who you aspire to be. Mm-hmm. I think I've got one if, mm-hmm. if it works. Yeah. So I'm quite an anxious person. So mm-hmm. when I go into a room, I'm constantly surveying where people's energies or moods are at. It's mm-hmm. like I need to know uh, if there's any danger. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I kind of like scope out the place. Mm-hmm. So I would like to think like um, like something like a vibe, like I'm the viber. Oh. Um, so, you know, I go off people's vibes. And, okay. Um, the viber. Yeah, okay. The viber. So we land in the – the TARDIS and yep. we're off on an adventure yep. and we've got the nerd and we've got the commander and we've got the viber. Uh-huh. What does the viber bring to the adventure and and the um, the, <laughs> the journey we go on? Um, could I bring Grinder? So, yeah. <laughs> I could, I could, I could try go and hook up with someone locally. Yeah, get the goss, get the goss, find find out the lay of the I land, like that. I uh, like that. and then you know come back uh, all refreshed, uh, <laughs> penis cape intact. Would you be? And- able, would you be? <laughs> would you be able to pick up the vibe of the people we meet to see whether they're baddies or goodies? I'm a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm a pretty good. You guys are my friends, so I think yeah. I'm a great choice of. Yeah. Um, well, you haven't picked great, that. I'm the baddie. So after the grinder incident, we'll just wait for that to be finished. (laughs) You can come back, not go, I'm ready now. Thank God for that. (laughs) But I could also imagine a scenario where, like, everything's really awkward and you just pull out a bottle of booze and you're like, looks like everyone needs to loosen up. (laughs) (laughs) Very Captain Get a bit of a disco ball happening (laughs) in the TARDIS. (laughs) I like that. A bit of Kylie. Okay. Always go for Kylie. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, who is this minstrel of which you are you you are speaking of? You know, it's like playing Kylie for a uh, you know turn of the century. Yeah. Yes. You, you come back and the TARDIS is parked outside a gay club and <laughs> all the gays are kind of coming in. There's and we're music like, going well, on. You know, this is we're, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> I love uh, look, I know I'm playing into stereotypes, but why not? <laughs> It's the Doctor Who. We can go to the gay club and dance. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 please. We're not going to get kicked out. We're allies. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Fantastic. You'll have you'll have psychic paper, so you'll yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Uh, Yeah, hopefully someone won't get the the wrong idea when the Doctor goes. Quick, make sure you bring the viber. (laughs) (laughs) I never go anywhere without my viber. (laughs) (laughs) Me either, Doctor. Uh, all right. Thank you very much, Ryan, yeah. for joining us. Thank it's you been so a pleasure having me. you. Yes, mm-hmm. Ryan, definitely has. And uh, I'm pleased that the Viber will be with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the adventure's over, there will be fun to be had. And that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm looking gonna, forward to. We're definitely going to vibe. Yeah. Mm. All awesome. right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Until next time, keep searching the skies for the Doctor. Goodbye. Goodbye. This has been a production of The, the Nerd, Nerd Infinite. <laughs> and then the sound of dragons spitting fire and stuff. What? Why are you looking at me like that?